welcome everybody to the That's God podcast. And today we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. And I am super excited that we have by popular demand, <laughs> Pastor Judy Johnston and Pastor Chuck Sweet with us again. And uh, you guys have just been a blessing and on these previous podcasts, and I'm super excited about today's. So we're going to dive into it here. And uh, I want to talk about, first of, the, first of all, 1 Corinthians 12, 29. And Paul says, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have power to do miracles? Do we all have gifts of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. So that kind of reminds me of Paul earlier is talking about the body of Christ and, and how it relates to like the, the parts of our body. Are we all hands? Is everybody a big toe? Is everybody an eyeball? Well, the answer is no. Um, but we need all those parts as a whole body to function. Correct. And so same thing with spiritual gifts. We don't all have all of the spiritual gifts. We are given whatever we're given. And that's because that's needed for the body. Amen. True. Absolutely. So I want also, I also want to talk about diversity within the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, for example, if I have the gift of faith, and Judy, you have the gift of faith. Yes, sir. It may be totally different. We may manifest that totally differently. Yes. Because my personality is going to is going to want to go this direction. Your mm -hmm. your personality may go that direction. Right. But we both have the same gift. It can be, well, like I said, it could be a very diverse thing. Right. And that's true. You have, we have different realms of influence. It's referred to as metrons mm -hmm. frequently. But we also have different experiences. You know, the way we're raised. Amen. Our experiences as a child, our experiences as young adults. And we use those experiences as part of the expression of our gifts. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. Well, to me, it it's also points out that God is a, is a personal God. He didn't, oh, he didn't <laughs> stamp us out in cookie cutters. Right. You know, we're yeah. all totally different and we all use our gifts differently. Right. And that edifies the body That's as a, a whole. It sure does. Absolutely. As Pastor Judy was describing, uh, I, I just got a quick mental picture of, how much different we all are. And I'm thinking of John the Baptist, you know, he's out in the desert and he's wearing camel skin and he's, mm -hmm. you know, would I wear that? Probably not. Mm -hmm. you know, I, kind of I realized I didn't have blue jeans and flannel shirts mm -hmm. back then, but, uh, you know, I would have had something different. And, and your comment about uh, cookie cutter, we're not all, God does not expect all of us to fit into a size 48 three-piece suit. <laughs> you know, that, that's just not how he works. So right. he will take what he has for us and tailor it to fit who we are and how he wants us to use that gift. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Part of the problem has been uh, the church hasn't done the greatest job of celebrating the diversity of gifts. Mm. We have focused on the fivefold ministry, like that is the end all be all. Mm -hmm. And so can you give a, for those that don't know, 
Can you give us a brief description of the fivefold ministry? Oh, sure. They are, it's referred to as pastors, apostles, teachers, evangelists, and prophets. Mm -hmm. Those are the five offices, if mm -hmm. you will, of Within faith. The church. Right. Church body. Right. And we've kind of made those celebrity positions. Hmm. I, I mean, don't you think, Chuck? Oh, absolutely. And I think I think that um, you described it very well. They're offices. They're they're not uh, a rank. They're not. They're just a position. That's you know everybody. Every company. Every corporation has a CEO. Has a president, vice president, da 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 da, da and on down the line. Uh, and all these are just offices. And, right. and for centuries, we have taken those offices and placed them. Uh, on a pedestal, and that's right. not what it is. Mm -hmm. It's you know, I, I I have been blessed to be able to go to a lot of places internationally, and I've been called a lot of things. But again, at the end of the day, you take your stripes off your sleeve, you take off the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, and you lay them on the on the chair beside you, and you get on your knees, and you are the son of the most high God. And that is who you are. You're not an apostle. That's just an office. Mm -hmm. So as Pastor Judy said, we have gotten, especially the Western church has yes. gotten to the place yes. where uh, we celebrate those positions, but all it is is just a function. Mm -hmm. That's just all it is. And in that, uh, those positions or functions have a responsibility to make sure that the rest of the church, us, um, have an understanding of of the fullness of God and what He's attempting to do in us and through us, and so part of that is administration of the gifts. Right? Do we know how to steward those gifts? Exactly. You know. Exactly. Uh, so those roles are important because they really do help. Uh, if we consider the church as a vibrant entity, it moves. Right? It mm -hmm. moves. So those five offices really do help uh, the church move. So I'm not denigrating them at all? No, absolutely not. But I got to say, when's the last time we've celebrated the gardener or or the road worker guy when you're driving past? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. how often as we're driving past uh, guys working on the road and it slows us down, how often does our right. mind flip with complaints mm -hmm. that, geez, I'm going to be late and all that? And we should be just saying, oh, man, God bless this man who is working his job. May he have words of life and hope and love to inspire and encourage those around him. And I believe we all carry, to some degree, an aspect of the fivefold. All of us teach. All of us teach. Mm -hmm. All of us. If you're a parent. You are. Right. But even if you're not a parent, I mean, you're demonstrating by the way you live exactly. to other people, exactly. you know, your values and everything. We're all teachers. We're, and I'm not trying to get really esoteric, <laughs> but I'm just saying we need to value the gifts God has placed in each one of us, Amen. whatever those gifts are. Amen. Yeah. And I, I'm, I am a licensed hot air balloon pilot. And one of my instructors, when I was taking the course, uh, taught me that as you go through life, uh, one instance we were flying in a competition, and he said, okay, Chuck, watch this. And the guy did the, the part of the competition, and he didn't function real well with it. 
And uh, uh, Jeff turned to me and he said, look, Chuck, remember this, that everybody in life is an example. Everybody in life is demonstrating something. Some are good and some are bad. And so as Pastor Judy said, yeah, whether you realize it or understand it, you're teaching. Hmm. And so uh, it, it's imperative that as a believer, as a Christian, as one who claims that Christ is inside of me and, and leading me, then I'm responsible for those actions. Mm -hmm. And if somebody else operates or functions off of what I've done, then I'm also accountable for their behavior because I've influenced them. Hmm. I've, you know, I've taken what God's given me and yeah. maybe I demonstrated it wrong. Hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, if you hadn't told me that you were a licensed hot air balloon pilot, that would have been the last thing I would have ever guessed about <laughs> you. <laughs> he is a deep well, Dave. <laughs> but, I mean, it brings to mind that if somebody has the gift of prophecy, don't scoff at it. Don't go like, what, you? We don't know what God what God has provided, what gifts God has provided to other people. Amen. And uh, so, yeah, I think we need to be open. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I realize that this is a little off the subject, but since you opened the, the can, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to visit a little bit longer, and that's the fivefold ministry. The fivefold ministry, God, I believe this that God has put in place to function as leadership for the church. And a pastor who operates within the fivefold ministry is his heart's desire is to train and raise pastors, it isn't to be a pastor because you already are. It's to raise up and train and demonstrate and and take those those that desire to be a pastor and allow them to step into that grace. And it's the same with the, the other four functions, that those who function and operate in that fivefold ministry, it's their heart's desire above all else to make sure that what it is that God has put inside of them is passed on to the next leader, to the next leader, and that's legacy, that's generational. Um, that's what Jesus did with the 12. And so he took who he was and planted it in them so that they could take who he was and spread it out even further. And here we are 2,000 years mm -hmm. later, still walking in the same precepts and the same concepts that Jesus established when he was on the earth. And so it, we, we just need to remember that that's what they are. Mm. It's an office. It's a function. Uh, we celebrate it, but we don't put them on that pedestal. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, good point. Good point. All right, one other thing I want to uh, read in 1 Corinthians 13. This is known as the love chapter, but that starts in verse 4 and the first three verses of 1 Corinthians 13 are actually really important as far as the gifts of the Spirit. So let me read this. Um, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. God is not the God of confusion. This is a good way to discern whether the Holy Spirit is actually moving in the gifts or if it's something else. 
All right. So what that passage is telling me is obviously I could have all the gifts in the world, but if love is not at the, at the center of those, they're worthless. Or if I'm going to be filled with pride about my gift, then it's really not going to be very effective. Interesting. You said my gift. Yes. The gift that God has given me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and therein lies a <laughs> lot. A, a, a lot. Exactly. Therein lies <laughs> a lot of the issue that the church has is it's my gift. It's not. I'm sorry. It, it's mm. not for you. He didn't give it to you for you. Yeah. A, and we tend to forget that. It's it's not about you, I, mm. you know. I honestly did not mean to put you on the spot, but um, <laughs> when I said that, but it's what Well, Chuck based on the last saying. couple podcasts, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I totally get that. Yep. So, Dave, before you go back and we get into the gifts, I know that you're going to read what the gifts are. Um, I want to bring up Galatians 5. And uh, it is the fruit of the Spirit. And those that are listening that are believers are totally familiar with this. But this is Galatians 5, and we're going to, verse 22. But prior to that, Paul talks about the flesh and how corrupt it is and the things that the flesh can lead you into and the downfalls of the flesh. But then he starts in verse 22. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, mm-hmm. and the rest of the chapter is 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 very strong in walking in the spirit. But as as we read that and temper that, then we need to understand that gifts are emphasized by fruit of the spirit. If you're functioning and operating in any of the gifts that you're about to list off, and we're not seeing those things that we just talked about, and in, in, even in in Corinthians thirteen, First Corinthians thirteen, then it's not us, or it's not him. It is us, and it, it's there's no longevity in that. Uh, there, there's no growth in that. There's there's no sustainability, if you will. It has to come with the fruit of the Spirit. It has to come with that love and that long joy and the peace and the long-suffering. That ties into, and I love how, how Old Testament and New Testament are stacked on top of each other. And so in Exodus 34, verse 6, and this is where uh, uh, Moses is having conversation with, uh, with the Father, with, with the Lord. And uh, verse, I'm going to start with uh, verse 5. It says, Now the Lord descended in a cloud and stood with it there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness, abounding in truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transmission, transgressions and sin. Mm-hmm. So what we hear in... Exodus is described and even amplified in Galatians 5. Mm -hmm. So the fruit of the Spirit is an evidence of the presence of God in whatever it is you're doing, in in your your operation, if you will, your functioning of the gift that God's releasing. All right, so before we get into the the individual gifts of the Spirit, I'm going to read what they are again. And uh, so we're going to take this out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to start at verse 4. 
These are the different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives the message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who, distrib who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Amen. Amen. All right, so with that being said, let's get into the first gift that was mentioned there, which is the gift of wisdom. So knowledge and wisdom kind of go together, but they're really different things. So as an example, Chuck, you've been in Africa. Yes, sir. Did you ever go on a safari? Yeah. That's not. Okay. <laughs> yes, he did. So I'm assuming, you did you see lions? Yes. Okay. So knowledge would tell you that those are big animals. <laughs> Correct. They have very sharp teeth. Yes. Very sharp claws. Yes. Wisdom tells you to stay in the car. <laughs> <laughs> very good, yes. Is that a good way to describe yeah, that? Yeah, that, that would be. That would be. <laughs> what, what I have noticed in today's world, especially among leaders, we'll put quotes around that, <laughs> that title, there's a lot of smart people that don't have a lot of wisdom. Again, um, not being judgmental at all, but I, I just by observation, I would have to agree. Mm -hmm. um, whether they're they're um, in the church or out of the church, or it doesn't matter whether it's in the marketplace or in the in the world of uh, job or anything else. It's yeah. Again, uh, we're all an example. Some are good and some are bad. Well, and some just have off days. <laughs> yeah, true that. <laughs> true that. Well, I'm uh, uh, I'm thinking also of like certain industries. So uh, obviously, technology has taken off incredibly fast. AI is just like uh, multiplying day by day. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. There's a lot of people that are focused on knowledge. Correct. Without discerning necessarily of what the effect of that knowledge is. They don't necessarily have the wisdom of where that, where that technology is going. That's a good way to put it. I, I, th this, this is a t challenging subject from the standpoint of how do you discern or how do you separate or differentiate between knowledge and wisdom? And like you said, mm -hmm. they go hand in hand. Um, I, I believe, and let's go back to the artificial intelligence. Uh, I was watching a, a program on uh, Smithsonian the other day, and it was uh, regarding a, an issue with the uh, Airbus 380, which is an extremely large, mm -hmm. it's like the biggest passenger mm -hmm. airliner ever built. Yeah. 
they had at the initial outset, and they seem to have resolved the issue by now, but at the beginning, uh, that plane is run totally by artificial intelligence. Sensors all over the plane, inside and outside, tell the computers what to do and how to fly the plane and up and down and left and right and all the rest of those things. Well, there's a glitch in the artificial intelligence. It's receiving information, but it's not... Uh, discerning the information properly because the computer is is doesn't have the wisdom to understand that if I do this, this is going to happen. And by the time they resolved it and, and settled the issue, every pilot that had that problem, uh, and what it was was the plane would uh, pitch upward. In other words, go into a climb without notice because one of the sensors outboard would indicate that the plane was going down instead of up. And um, they they resolved it. But the, the bottom line was that every pilot that had gone through that, that problem said this, that the artificial intelligence is absolutely amazing, but it takes a pilot to be able to understand exactly what's happening mm -hmm. and the wisdom of a pilot and the experience to be able to put that plane back to where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's, again, AI uh, is amazing, but it needs to be tampered with wisdom. And I think that wisdom is the activation of knowledge with experience. Mm -hmm. That same, that came to play also I forget what airlines, but the one that had to land in the Hudson River in Sullenberger. Exactly. Ch Captain mm -hmm. Sullenberger. Mm -hmm. He was tried. I mean, he was investigated. I mean, he had to deal with a whole bunch of really hard things after that event <clears throat> because their data, their computer data, said thus, 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 thus. And Correct. he could have made it to another airport. And he goes, I just like that one line in the movie, let's get real to now, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as he talked it out and as they went through, they discovered, in fact, he acted, if he hadn't acted as he did, they probably would have crashed into the land. I mean, if he'd tried to make the airport. Yeah, correct. Again. But it, it only goes so far. It is a tool, but it's a tool, right? you know? And and I think we can take artificial intelligence, and don't misunderstand me, I'm not throwing down on knowledge by any stretch, no, no, but no. we compare, <laughs> again, artificial intelligence is knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's information, that's, you know, whatever you want to do with it. But that wisdom has to be, knowledge has to be tempered with experience, <clears throat> excuse me, with the fact that um, I'm going to activate the knowledge and my expectation is going to be this. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that sometimes we forget that. I tell people, I was in the construction industry for years, and uh, the last part of my career was uh, building structural concrete buildings in downtown Seattle. I, I, I would tell people that, you know, it took me 35 years to get to that place in my career. And you can read a book till you're blue in the face and study and study and study. But until you actually uh, put on your jeans and lace your boots up and, and go out and get muddy and dirty and actually do the work, you really don't have any idea. Yeah. And you're not the problem solver. Uh, 
you know, and that's part of being wise or walking in that place of wisdom. Uh, Sol- the story of Solomon is 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 amazing in that you have to be that problem solver when the two women were, you know, let's cut the baby in half. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the end result was the mother of the baby, the true mother of the baby said, no, 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 she can have the child. Um, and Solomon realized whose baby it really was. But there's wisdom is in place for us to be able to solve issues, circumstances, problems for others. Yeah. And again, the gift isn't for us, it's for everybody else. Yeah. I want to bring uh, the Old Testament. This is the first time wisdom is mentioned. And this is in Exodus 28, 3. It says, uh, Instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Have them make garments for Aaron that will distinguish him as a priest set apart for my service. And then in uh, Exodus 35, 30 and 31 says, Then Moses told the people of Israel, The Lord has specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. The Lord has filled Bezalel with the Spirit of God, given him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. I read into that. Those people probably didn't have that ability. Or maybe there was a... Uh, an interest they had, but again, these people were slaves just a month earlier. Yeah, you know, and they were making bricks uh, and things like that. All of a sudden, God has imparted wisdom in these people to make priestly garments, and I want I want to say tools and uh, objects, things like that, that were going to be used in the tabernacle. Amen. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. So God can give you wisdom to do things that you didn't even know that you could do. Yeah. I totally get it. Proverbs, uh, as long as we're in the Old Testament, Proverbs chapter 8 is all about wisdom. Uh, Verse 1 says, Does not wisdom cry out and an understanding lift up her voice? And then dropping down to verse 6, it says, Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. Hmm. So wisdom is, is, is it a live entity? Yes, it is, because it is part of Holy Spirit. It mm-hmm. is part of who he is. And so in that, as we give place for wisdom to be able to function in our life, uh, then good things are going to come out of it. it. It's, I mean, he just said right here, I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. Hmm. From my mouth will speak truth. And it goes on talking about speaking righteousness and holiness. And and again, uh, part of the gifts of the Spirit, as mentioned in Galatians 5, are part of wisdom, according to Proverbs chapter 8. Yeah. It's amazing. I love how God ties it together. (laughs) (laughs) It is cool. It is. I think uh, wisdom is a gift. I mean, it is a gift. And I believe it can also be situational. You know, like you might be encountering, you might encounter a situation and you're asked for some guidance or some help and God gives it to you. Mm -hmm. But two days ago, you didn't have that. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think wisdom can be situational. I think so too. When you come across 
somebody in need who needs advice or something like that. Mm -hmm. And all um, of a sudden. Yeah. I believe God can impart that to you at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When that you was, that was the right word for that moment. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, I believe in what we're, we'll touch on knowledge, word of knowledge in the next section here. Mm -hmm. uh, but I believe that, for example, a word of knowledge is given to you regarding someone else or a situation or circumstance. Now, wisdom has to enter in and tell you, what do I do with this? Or you should be asking, what do I do with this? Uh, if it's a word of knowledge for someone, do I share with them? Do I pray over it? What, what is it that you want me to do? And so we're, requ we're required to ask for that wisdom when it comes to mm -hmm. the rest of the gifts that God has given us. So wisdom's a priority. I, I truly believe it has to sit fairly high on the list mm -hmm. Yeah. in conjunction with the rest of the gifts. Yeah, uh, James 1, 5, and 6 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So asking for wisdom is probably... In a lot of most of the prayers that I'm, I'm praying is, uh, I just think that's needed on a daily basis. Is uh, Lord, give me wisdom for this day. Yeah, yeah. Give me wisdom, even how to pray. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, so good. So, sometimes our, our words will create and activate uh, the power of our Papa into somebody else's life, mm -hmm. and if we're not. If we're not praying and, and, and tying that in with that, don't be double-minded, don't be walking the fence. I was just don't, thinking uh, don't, about that, don't, yeah. Yeah, don't. Uh, if you're going to ask for wisdom, as you just read, operate on it, mm -hmm. be obedient in it, and assume that, okay, God said this, so this is what I have to do. End of story. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, when you're, uh, when you're in a place and someone, I was in the military, so I totally get this. So when somebody gives you an order or tells you what to do, you do it. You, you don't question, yes, you just do it. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that uh, if you are somebody who lives to please others, you... It is so much harder for you to walk in wisdom because wisdom can be a dividing line and it can ruffle feathers. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're speaking truth into a situation that maybe has had a lot of confusion and chaos and you speak truth and it can kind of divide things, you're not, you're not speaking to please those people you're speaking as a representative of God Amen. and it can be a, that can be a dividing line right there yeah yeah thank you Judy that's well said that that can be somewhat of a challenge and our experience again will dictate um, how we operate or function in that wisdom if I'm I'm one of those that my wife refers to herself as a Pollyanna, and I guess I'm a <laughs> Pollyanna from the other side <laughs> of the coin. But but I, I I'm a believer that if God gives me instruction or asks me to do something, that again we've mentioned it in the previous podcast that 
God's already already prepared that person to receive. So if he gives me a word of knowledge and asks me to operate and function on it, and in the wisdom of who he is, I do that, then that is going to be received. It may not necessarily be what they want to hear, but God's prepared that mm-hmm. person or that situation to receive his word. Yeah. And because the Bible promises, it goes forth Amen. and it does not return void. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, that's where the obedience is mandatory, but it's not on me. It's on God to perform on his word. If I truly heard what he's had to say and I've released it, then that's not my responsibility. It's Papa's mm-hmm. because it's his word. Mm-hmm. I'm just the messenger. You did your job. Yep. 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 And if you love me, obey my commands. Yeah. So if you love God and he tells you to do something, do it. Yeah. I mean. Amen. All right, so that is going to conclude this first part of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We hit one, and uh, we're going to hit more <laughs> on the next one. We spent a lot of time just talking about the gifts of the, of the Spirit to begin with. So anyway, uh, hang with us, and uh, we just thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of the That's God podcast. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. Bye-bye.